Okay. So I admit it. I am afraid of the dark. I don't want to be. I would think I would have grown this at my advanced age. But there it is. There is there is a little shiver of fear that runs through me when I enter a dark room or walk down a street with no street lights on one of those cloudy nights when there is not even moonlight or starlight to guide my way. I remember one of my first apartments in Minneapolis. It was in a kind of rough neighborhood. It was what I could afford. The laundromat in the neighborhood was close by and most conveniently available to my apartment by means of an alley. Often I found myself trudging home from the laundry well after dark through that alley, which was hidden away from the reach of the streetlights. Walking through a dark alley, trying not to be scared. Intellectually, I knew that there was most likely nothing to be afraid of, and yet I would hear a noise, a footstep. Something moved over there, didn't it? And I would pick up my pace a bit, walking briskly to my destination. And interestingly, the faster I walked, the more scared I felt. It was almost as if I had convinced myself that there must be a reason to be frightened. Otherwise, why was I walking so fast? And I would move a little faster, caught in a kind of crazy, fearful loop. It is important for me in all kinds of circumstances to beware of that fear loop, to recognize that fear breeds fear. When Franklin Roosevelt said the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, I think he may have been referencing that reality. I don't think he would suggest that there is nothing in this world that one should be afraid of, but I think he was suggesting that one of the things to be cautious about is fear itself. Because when I am afraid, I am not receptive. I don't make my best decisions. When I am fearful, I am not listening to you because I am listening for danger. When I am afraid, I am not willing to reach out to you because I am focused on protecting myself. When I am fearful, I am only partly here because I am poised to escape. When I am afraid, I cannot fully appreciate the present moment. I am simply trying to make it into the next moment. And even this scares me because part of what I fear is what the next moment can bring. We all experience fear. The trick is to notice it when we are feeling it. So often it occurs at a subconscious or unconscious level. I can count the number of times that I have felt that immediate, oh my God, I'm terrified kind of fear, but there is a low level fear that runs through my life and stubbornly tries to guide my life unless I take the time to recognize it, raise it to awareness, and thus loosen its grip on me. And when I say I am afraid of the dark, 
Is that true? Or are there fears that are always with me that surface in the dark with the removal of other stimuli? Am I afraid of the dark or does the darkness simply allow me to acknowledge how much of life is not within my control? I don't know what will happen next. I am not always aware of or attentive to other lives around me. Though I may believe that seeing is believing, the darkness reminds me that there is much more to life than that well-worn phrase suggests. I remember another time. Again, I was a young man. My mind goes there a lot these days, I guess. Another time, I was hitchhiking. And I am not recommending this as a mode of travel. Do not try this at home or more specifically away from home as the case may be. But I was hitchhiking one night and was dropped off something over a mile away from Shakopee, a small suburb on the outer ring of the Minneapolis metro area, as the driver was turning off on a side road toward his farm. It was a particularly dark night, and though I could see the lights of the town in the distance, the road wound steeply down into the pitch blackness before it rose again on the other side. I remember the sound of the car and tires on the gravel fading off into the distance, and then it was so still. So still. I thought of that old movie cliche, it was quiet, a little too quiet. This was a much longer journey than the trip down the alley to the laundromat. I could not estimate how many more steps I had ahead of me. The lights of the town actually disappeared behind the road, rising in the distance as I descended. Though I felt that distinct shiver of fear, I knew that there was truly no other way but through. Morning was a long way off, and it was too cold to stay in one place. So I walked. Though I couldn't see where I was going, I walked. I put one foot in front of the other, and when I felt that urge to rush, I simply took a deep breath. And when I thought I heard a branch snap or another's footstep, or a sound in the distance, I simply took a deep breath and took another step. And when a single car came by going in the opposite direction, I took some small comfort in the light from the headlights, but it seemed even darker still after it passed. So I took a deep breath and put one foot in front of the other. And if I did not necessarily make friends with the darkness and the stillness, I did make friends with myself in such a way that I was able to walk and breathe and be, be present, be there. Rather than feeding into the fear loop, I found that I could recognize the fear, even tease myself a little about the fear and not let it overwhelm me. And it is not always easy to recognize. Fear takes on many disguises. 
or I love to mask it, perhaps. Certainly, there are no lack of things that can inspire fear these days. I say to myself, well, I'm not really afraid. I'm just considering the facts, the things that are happening, and thus the things that very well could happen. I'm simply interpreting the dark signs of the times and reading some dire predictions for the future and wondering where this will all lead and how it will affect me and all those whom I love. This is not really fear. It's more like worry, or better yet, concern. Loving concern for my son, my wife, my family, and friends. Concern for the continued well-being of this congregation and each of its members. Concern for my health and your health and the health of us all and the health of community and the society and the health of the earth. I am deeply concerned is all. And with all that concern, isn't one bound to worry a little? It's not fear exactly. But doesn't it feel like fear? Doesn't it catch in my throat, allowing only the shallowest of breaths as I consider what could happen? Doesn't it sit in my chest like a presence all its own, making me uneasy when I try to rest and distracted when I try to work? Doesn't it settle in my stomach like a great weight? like a rock I cannot move, like the weight of all the things over which I have no control, what people do and what they say and how they see me and how people act sometimes and my dismay over those who seem to be controlling things and my disappointment with the people who should be in control and my sadness over the hateful things that are done and the painful things that happen and my apparent inability to change things for the better and my inability to change things things and my inability to change and control and shape and make better and protect and preserve and my desire for things to change and my discomfort with the ways things change and why do things have to change and why doesn't change happen sooner and why can't I change what I want, what I need, why can't I protect those I love, why can't I, why can't I, why can't, why? Am I afraid of the dark? Or are these the fears that follow me into the darkness, that make me want to run to the other side, to get into the light where I can see things and make believe that I can make things the way that they are supposed to be? And if so, may I be able to embrace the darkness, the stillness, as an opportunity to, yes, recognize those fears while loosening their hold on my life to extract myself from the fear loop. Judith Bernstein described the imposed stillness she experienced in a power outage as a blessing, not a curse, a respite from the national storm while a real storm rages all around me. The sound of silence descends like the merciful rain on California's parched, scorched earth. Fears may follow one into the darkness, into the stillness, 
it is true that life is far more fragile than we care to admit in the light of day. And amid the activities we engage while chasing what Mary Oliver calls the voodoos of ambition. But there are also other secrets that await you there in the darkness and stillness. Life is much more fragile than we commonly acknowledge. Yes. But you, each of you, are far stronger than you know. Far stronger than you give yourself credit for. And you will find that you can be very good company to yourself. When I could feel myself climbing the hill, even though I could see nothing around me, I took heart. When I crested the hill and once again saw the lights of the town in the distance, I had my own little quasi-solstice celebration of the return of the light. And yes, I still feel afraid of the dark at times, but when I do, I remember that Minnesota night and breathing and putting one foot in front of the other and the stillness and breathing and putting one foot in front of the other and the stillness, stillness, one of the doors into the temple. So sing of life and earth and sky, of sun and moon, of days long past. As all things live, so shall they die, and nature's way is ours at last. Then turn our minds from grievous toil to hopefulness for each new day, life's ring complete and around us coiled. The new year's sun is born today. So may it be.